You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Now, over the years, it's been my privilege to interview many, many people on, on Hope FM who have been pioneers, people who, who step out into the unknown and make things happen. And one such person who has uh, worked to establish a, a project called uh, Spear uh, under a broader chari- charity called Resurgo uh, is at Jesse Smart. Good morning to you, Jesse. Good morning, Blair. That was a lovely intro. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are a pioneer, aren't you? So, how did tell us a wee bit about yeah. about the Resurgo uh, project? Because I must say, uh, in fact, I hadn't heard uh, of either you know Resurgo or indeed Spear until Jack contacted me. Who I'm going to be talking to a wee bit later on. But what, what was your first contact? And tell us a wee bit about the main the main charity. Yeah, sure. So. Resurgo is the main charity, and Resurgo is incredible. So the kind of vision is um, uh, to transform society, basically, which is a huge, huge vision. Um, And Resurgo was initially kind of set up in London, and obviously it's kind of spread across the UK because of the impact um, that they're having through various different things. So um, there's lots of different initiatives of Resurgo, um, and one of those is SPEAR, so it's the SPEAR programme. Um, which is really exciting. And that's the the kind of initiative that has had so much impact and is now popping up in various different kind of cities across the UK. Um, Yeah, so it's a really exciting thing to be part of. Now, I know that Spear has obviously got a youth emphasis and we're going to be focusing on that in in this hour of the programme. But does Resurg go broader than just young people in, in its projects? Yeah, it is, definitely. So... Beer is definitely the you know the initiative that works with young people, but there's so many other things going on. So we've got Resurgo Consulting, and that's all about taking coaching into um, corporate businesses and transforming cultures in in that context. And we've also got Rework, which has come out of the coronavirus pandemic, and that's for um, basically employment support for adults um, who are 18 plus. Um, which is really exciting. And then we've also done lots of work, well, Resurgo has with um, sort of uh, social enterprises as well, um, who are obviously transforming society through the work they're doing. Um, and Resurgo has enabled them to really thrive in, in those different areas. So um, lots going on. And, and still, is, <laughs> you know, the thing I'm really passionate about. It's a really, I love the name. I love the name Spear. Is there any reason why that why the project's called Spear? Does it stand for anything? Yeah, yeah, good question, Blair. Um, you know, I don't actually think it does. <laughs> and I've been involved in Spear for a, a few years in kind of different ways, um, and I don't think it does. Resurgo itself means to rise up, um, so that's kind of the heart behind that. Um, but but spear's just a great name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, well, of course it conjures up, you know, like a, a, a you know a spear flying through the air and and people somebody getting the point yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but uh, love that. But of course, it's very much focused on young people and and very much uh, young people who are not in education, employment, or training. Sometimes they're they're called I hate yeah. I hate these labels that we put on people, but you know, that sort of neat young young people. So. Yeah. So you 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 you're the pioneer for the Bournemouth project right at the beginning. What was it that fired you up then? Yeah, so I guess I've been involved in Spear for a few years, and I have been blown away really by the impact that it has in the lives of young people. Um, I guess the amount of lives I've seen sort of 
transformed through what we do is just absolutely incredible. So I'm so passionate that what we do needs to reach more young people. Um, and when the opportunity came up in Bournemouth from a group of incredible trustees who have pushed for this for you know, about 18 months, they've had the vision to see this um, start up in Bournemouth. So when the opportunity came up to get involved in that, I just thought this is exactly the right time. This is a critical time. Like We all know that young people have been disproportionately affected by the coronavirus pandemic. Like Something needs to be done. Um, young people need to access this. Um, and so, yeah, I was so, so excited to get involved. And um, I knew I'd be working alongside Ella and Jack, who are our coaches, um, who I work with, and they are absolutely incredible. Um, so, yeah, we just all had this real vision to see um, the support and be accessible for young people in Bournemouth who, who really, really need this. Um, and, and, you know, see their lives transformed as a result of it. Now, of course, you partnered with uh, with Love Church here in, in Bournemouth, and I think, if, if I'm right, they yeah. are, they're mainly your trustees, aren't they, uh, locally? Uh, and the project has only yeah. literally been started just a few weeks. How has it been going, and how have you been operating it with all the COVID challenges? Yeah, great question. So we are, we're partnered with Love Church, um, and one of the missions of Love Church is to see... Uh, Bournemouth society transformed so you can see the crossover and, and you know the, the fact that this sphere is really just uh, you know it's in their heart to see this happen um, and so I started my role kind of pioneering the opening of the centre towards the beginning of the year um, and it, it's definitely fun trying to set up a new centre in a pandemic in lockdown <laughs> doing it all remotely um, but the community have really come alongside us have really supported, championed it, and have got so excited about the fact that this is here for young people. And so we started up our kind of first programme at the beginning of March, and we've got an incredible group of young people um, who are sort of halfway through the the initial six-week programme, and then we'll move into their year of support. So it's going really, really well, (laughs) really, really well. We are absolutely loving that we're now in the swing of things. We've got a group of young people who've been referred from various different places, we, we sort of in and around Bournemouth, um, and we're so excited to be working with them, to be increasing their work readiness, but also their confidence, motivation, like all of those things that, you know, lockdown and the pandemic has impacted hugely. So um, it's such a privilege to, to be doing what we're doing and to have managed to, to start this up in a lockdown as well. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so have you all been meeting over the dreaded Zoom, dare I say it, or the, or the, yeah. or the Teams <laughs> or one of those other platforms? Yeah, I know, right? You've all got square eyes, in other words. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Gosh, it's bizarre how normal that is now, isn't it? Um, and the Spirit programme is sort of has historically been run in, in person and we're really looking forward to being back in person with young people. Um, but when the pandemic hit last year, um, Sergo started to pilot some versions of the programme online, which we do. Um, and so we've had sort of a lot of training on how do we do this on Zoom, make it just as successful, really effective and engaging. Um, and it, I, I promise you it works and we were quite <laughs> sceptical. Um, but actually, the amount that you can engage with young people online, create energy um, and, yeah, really bounce off each other. So the group sessions and the one-to-ones that we do with young people are all on Zoom. 
Um, but I'm sure they tell you it's, it's, it's not as bad as you think. <laughs> it's actually no. really, really brilliant. Excuse um, me. And it does work. Excuse so. me for asking you this question, but what's the point of it? Yeah. I'm thinking about spear point, you know what I mean? Uh, so, so what's, what's the, what's the, <laughs> <laughs> so eventually you get it, yeah. So, so, uh, I know that took me a while, but, but, definitely took but a while. In, t- in terms of the outcomes that you hope to see, because a, a lot of the young people are sort of at that age where they're be, maybe looking for jobs and of course it's very, it's a pretty depressing uh, sort of outlook at that at the moment with all this sort of covid mm-hmm. business and so on but nevertheless you're being you're being positive and and the young people are being encouraged to be positive but what would what do you see as the primary outcomes uh, of meeting together as you are doing at the moment yeah great point so in terms of those the, the six weeks where we work quite intensively with young people the main outcome of that is, is to get young people ready for work or ready to re-enter education. Um, so we train them in a lot of different areas and, you know, building the skills they need, the resources, but also the mindset and, um, you know, things like resilience, power mentality. How do we keep going even when it gets tough and it's you know, not what we expect? Um, but in terms of our sort of bigger outcome, um, we've measured this for the 15 years that the programme's been running across the UK and we found that across all of our centres, um, 75% of the young people we work with get into work or education and are still there a year later. Um, and now COVID has happened since then, but it hasn't actually impacted that by much at all, which is really surprising. So we're finding young people are still getting into work. They're still going back into education and getting those qualifications that they need. Um, and it actually is a, a hopeful um yeah, it's actually just hopeful in general. Um, and we'll look at that with, with young people throughout the programme, like what has happened to the jobs market because of what we're all experiencing and, and where are there loads more opportunities than usual and where are, you know, where are there not many at all? And we'll look at that with them. So yeah, we're, we're really pleased that it, you know, it works. <laughs> um, and we're excited to see that in Bournemouth um, and see that. Yeah. Well, Jesse, in a moment or two, I'm going to be talking to uh, one of your um, ambassadors, uh, Daniel, who's been through the program. Yeah. So uh, we'll hear from the horse's mouth, somebody who has, who's the fruit yeah. actually of the of the program. Looking really uh, forward to that. But a- any sort of final words of income? I mean, presumably, your your current course is, is is full, is it? And then will you be once that's over, will you be starting another one? Is that the plan? Yes, that's exactly the plan. So we will plan to run six programmes a year, work with 90 young people um, each year. And so our next programmes will be running in May and then again in June and then we'll be back again in September. Um, so we are always running programmes. So um, I guess if you if you work with young people who um, may need the programme, if you've got young people um, in your family or friends who, who need the programme, then do get in contact with us now and we can start having those conversations. Um, and if you want to get involved in the programme as well, we have lots of opportunities to volunteer with us, to interview trainees, um, to share about your career path with them and inspire them. So um, if, if something of what you, you hear this morning excites you, then please don't hesitate to just reach out um, and find out ways that you can get involved in what we're doing. Um, that would be absolutely brilliant. And if people wanted to contact you, what's the best way of doing that? On a website or telephone number? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, website is great and um, you can fill out a form on there, but I'd also say just email us. So you can email literally just hello at fearbournemouth.org 
um, and that will come straight through to me um, and we can uh, arrange a call, um, arrange to check in and, and see um, yeah, different ways you can get involved um, or find out some more. So, um, so that would be brilliant. So it's hello at spearbournemouth.org, did you say? Yes, that is literally it. So just hello at Uh, Well, uh, Jesse, I wish you well with the programme. It's obviously going really well. And of course, in better days, we'll we'll have you and the young people uh, here in the studio uh, and um, maybe be able to do something in terms of radio broadcasting and uh, and get... And I I know you want other employers and other people to feel free to contact you because I I guess that, that if ever there was a time to support our young people, it's got to be now. Isn't that so? Absolutely. I totally agree. Like, this is the time. Um, so do contact us. Like, we want to form great relationships with employers in and around Bournemouth. Um, you will be transforming a life and giving an opportunity to a young person. Um, <laughs> so please do, yeah, reach out and get involved. Well, there's nothing better uh, than speaking to people who have gone through programmes. And certainly somebody who's done that is Daniel Rusk, who's now a youth amb- ambassador for the Spear Project. Uh, good morning to you, Daniel. Good morning. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So, Daniel, what was, what was life like for you in the days before Spear? Uh, yeah, so the day before Foot Spear for me would have been about early 2019, and it wasn't wasn't really a good time. Uh, I dropped out of uni, I lost my job, uh, was really struggling with mental health stuff, and I had uh, some alcohol dependency as well. So it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't the best time for me. Yeah, and how how old were you when all this was going on? Uh, I was 23 years old at the time. Yeah, so. so- so not a good time in your in your life for so much to be happening. So how did you hear then about about the Spear project? Uh, at one of the therapy uh, sessions I went to, the person there said that she'd heard about uh, this program that helps young people searching for employment. And as at the time I was starting to get better, starting to get back on my feet, so I went along, uh, had a chat to one of the course leaders who described what it was all about and I thought uh, yeah this sounds good this sounds like something I could do so a few weeks later I went to one of the courses to see what it was like and uh, I thought yeah and I suppose the, so I could out I suppose these were in the days when you could actually sit down and meet people face to face not not so much over oh yeah <laughs> not zooming as we're doing at the moment <laughs> can you remember at your first day on on the on the actual program we did were you a wee bit in fear and trembling or, or had you been pretty well prepared for what was to come uh i was a bit nervous yeah because uh obviously i didn't fully know what to expect i didn't know what it'd be like i didn't know who would be there but I had spoken with a couple of the leaders beforehand and they were very calm and very reassuring. And also, I think I was very eager to be a part of it and very eager to just try and do it. So I had very much had that determination of let's just do it. Let's just get on with it and see what happens. So day one and the preparation, tell us what the sorts of things that happened, what, what sort of content in those early days uh, there was, yeah. Uh, day one was obviously the dip in the toe session, so you had a lot of people there. Uh, the course leaders came out, introduced themselves, introduced what sort of like the plan was, what each week entails, because obviously it's quite a planned session. They have quite a lot of like, okay, this is what we're going to do this day, this is what we'd like to do this day. 
and they uh, made sure people were calm, people were okay with that, people had any questions, they'd answer it, and it was very informative and very uh, well-managed, I thought. Yeah, and did you have, were the sessions sort of like group sessions, and did did you also have a bit of one-on-one time as well? Yeah, there was a big mix of that. Sometimes everyone would be involved in something, sometimes you would be split off into little groups, and yeah, sometimes it would be a one-on-one, let's have a chat about something specific. A good variation. Now, obviously, because of of, of the baggage that you had brought, because obviously you, you you had gone through a rough time. Did 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 you get an opportunity to address some of those things that were affecting your your mental health, the things that are taking you to the the low point? Uh, you know, did you get a chance to address those in a way that you were able to work through them? Yeah, I definitely think so. At the time when I started the course, I was on improving like on the mend but there were moments where i did just have a sit down with a couple and i was able to get some things off my chest have a conversation about how i was feeling and how i was getting on and they they're very good listeners i think (laughs) that's definitely one of the big things always really willing to listen to whatever you have to say so what did you find were that were the high points for you the the things that really made you sit up to your attention and think oh this is interesting (laughs) I think I think everyone who I've spoken to takes something different from it, but for me, I think it was the confidence boosters, I think, because because of all the stuff that had happened to me previously, I was very nervous, like, would anyone give me a serious chance after what I'd like, what had happened? But the fact they were very encouraging, very reassuring, very much, uh, like, well, there's this, this is the reality of the situation, but there's all these things you can do to help yourself. There's all these things that we can do to help you. And it was just, the course was just a very big confidence booster for me. And that, I think, was definitely what I needed at the time. Well, of course, it's really important, isn't it? Because believing in yourself is is really, really important, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. So uh, the course came to to an end, and and then what happened? Uh, uh, you said that you had been at university. How did you pick up the pieces when when you had to say that final goodbye and then face the world? Uh, in a sense, yeah. But uh, when you finish the course, they give you a year of support, so. You can organise meetings with your uh, coaches and leaders and you can still stay in contact with them. So you, they can help you with CVs and you can discuss any job interviews that you have or something like that. So you're not like completely like, OK, the course is done. You have to leave now. <laughs> Which is brilliant, really, because it's, it's like a lifeline, isn't it? How, how, I didn't ask you how many weeks was the course over? Uh, it's a six week course. Took for a relatively short course, but 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 actually all that support afterwards. So how did you use that support then? Did you did you very quickly find something that you wanted to do? Uh, yes, I think I was very lucky. I finished the course in mid June of two thousand nineteen, and I got a job offer at the end of August two thousand nineteen, and I'm still in work. So 
pretty good. <laughs> That's fantastic. So if there were other young people who were listening to us right now and and you wanted to encourage them, because I know that you're an ambassador, so one of the reasons why you're on the radio is that you're there's nothing like experiencing, uh, in this case, obviously, the SPEAR course and, and going through it. Uh, so I guess uh, as an ambassador, have you been speaking a lot to other young people about your experiences and why maybe they should consider it? Uh, yes. Uh, as an ambassador, sometimes you get asked to join other courses with some of the new people and sometimes explain, uh, yeah, your experiences or introduce yourselves. Or sometimes uh, at the end graduating ceremony, which we have, sometimes you're asked to join and watch uh, all the people graduate from the course. So that's pretty cool. If if you were comparing your life before the course to, to where you find yourself at now. Well, A, would you would you have ever dreamed that you would be where you are right now? And where are you right now? <laughs> uh, well, right now I work for BT as an apprentice engineer, so that's pretty cool. And, yeah, like, before I was... I did feel pretty hopeless, like, before Spear. Like, even though I was starting to feel better, like, physically with my health... Mm-hmm. There was still a part of me that was like, well, what's the future going to be? Because would anyone want to employ me? Would would anyone take a look at me and be like, oh, he's a good employee? And I think Spear definitely gave me the confidence and the opportunity in the get-go to be like, no, just you can do it. You can just at least try. Mm-hmm. And it was brilliant. It was invaluable. Daniel, I don't know whether you saw the programme last evening with Ronan, uh, the uh, Capital Radio DJ. I don't. Did you see that programme last evening? I didn't, but I I know the one you mean. Yeah, he he he. I I find it very moving because it, it basically his 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 best, one of his closest friends had committed suicide, and of course we know that the mental health challenges in young people are through the roof at the moment, not helped at all by COVID, and in many ways you have. You know, you've you've worked through that, uh, but one of the things that came out in the program was hard being honest and and talking to other young people and, and people who you trust is really important. I mean, in your experience with with both within Spear and and outside it, did you find it you know easy to to to, to share um, how you you were feeling and and what was it that 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 really helped you both? before the programme, because obviously you said that by the time you joined the programme you'd already begun to recover but then obviously the programme aided that help. I'm just curious to ask you that question as somebody who's who's gone, who's gone been there and, and, and wore the t-shirt as it were. Uh, yeah, I guess um, I guess uh, I it, it was a struggle beforehand and I think at Spear, they do encourage you to be honest because sometimes the only way you can move forward and improve is to be like, okay, here's my flaws, here's my problems. Sometimes they're internal, sometimes there may be external factors. And sometimes ident- identifying them is the only way you can uh, help yourself or in- influence change. And I think Spear are very good at that because like one of the main things even now during the ambassador meetings we have there's still like a big uh drive for honesty like how are we feeling how's life gone and just to be honest with ourselves and with everyone else so in order to help build yourself up 
Yeah, and I suppose that, that in, in an environment, a safe environment of trust and so on, it's it's never easy to share your innermost feelings, isn't it? But I guess if you're in a place that you feel is safe, it, it, it makes it that wee bit easier, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. So you uh, finally, uh, Daniel, by the way, if you ever lose your job in BT, you might like to consider radio presenting because you're very good at this, you know. Uh, but <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but, uh, but what's your final word? So maybe somebody listening to us right now, a young person, and uh, and obviously Spear is a rolling programme, and I think the next course starts in May. How would you, as an ambassador for the programme, encourage them to consider it as an option? Uh, I'd say just to give it a shot, uh, step outside your comfort zone and make yourself a little bit vulnerable because it it will be difficult because no, obviously no one likes to be vulnerable and no one likes to be uncomfortable. But if you do that, if you put yourself there, if you try hard, then you may be able to find something out of it because that that's what happened to me. And look at where I am now. I'm in a really good place in life now. So I think just to try and to be willing to make yourself a bit vulnerable. Uh, well, during the programme today, we've been focusing on a project called Spear, doing absolutely amazing work in building young people's confidence and enabling them to get back into uh, education or employment. And of course, previously, uh, you know, we've heard from Jesse and from Daniel. But now it's the turn uh, of of Jack. Jack Jack is a, is a, is a coach with the project. So what, is a, what does a coach actually do then, Jack? Uh, thanks so much for asking, Claire. So we use different coaching methods on the SPEAR program to sort of interact with the young people in a new and sort of creative way. Um, we found that coaching is much more of a questions-based approach, and we really want to draw out the gold that's within the young person already. Uh, and a lot of these young people have been facing so much disadvantage and they've been facing some really challenging situations so that the gold in them is not easily recognized. But coaching and open questions helps the young person to recognize all the gold that's within them um, simply by sort of discovering and, and answering those questions. Um, so it's, it's quite a creative way of unpacking that and, and, and leading that young person into a yeah, into their work, into their employment. But but like Dan was saying, with so much more confidence and assurance of who they are. Well, I mean, Dan obviously was very honest and open, you know, on, on the air about about his circumstances. And of course, you, you've said it as well. I mean, I think that we can really underestimate uh, the, the, the stuff that young people are having to go through these days. And of course, all of that has been made worse by the, by the dreaded COVID and so on. So how typical would like uh, you know Dan B in terms of the profile of the young people that you meet are many of them lacking in confidence and and and, and sort of at, at the bottom of the barrel so to speak yeah we 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 work with so many young people that have been that they're facing so many challenges and i think in today's society as well with covid and and everything that's going on for young people it's getting harder and harder you know the the pressure is getting more and more and i think we're seeing young people more than ever struggle with confidence and self-image and self-worth and, and all of that sort of stuff so yeah the, we do we do we do have a lot of young people coming onto the program who who are experiencing lack of confidence and that's why we really focus on um in that six-week initial phase of of building confidence, of teaching them new mindsets, like Jesse was saying, of, of teaching them that they are 
they have a power mindset, not a victim mindset, and that you know they can they can achieve anything that they really put their their mind to. Um, so we we want to build them up and get them to a place at the end of those six weeks where they're feeling ready to take that next step into educational work and and not just ready to take that step but enough to stay there um and that's why we provide that year-long support after because we found that you know sometimes young people don't get a job in that six weeks and that's fine uh they might not get into education but in that year after we can we can follow that young person up we can have those one-to-one conversations and phone calls and and really um yeah support them and and push them into to all of the things that they want to do. Now, Dan said that he was in, in his early twenties. I think he he'd, he'd been at university, uh, so he he, he was he was uh, just uh, as I say, early twenties when he joined the course. What is the criteria and the general age range mm. uh, that, that that young people have to be for joining, signing up? Yeah, that's a really good question, a really helpful one as well. So, the young people need to be aged sixteen to twenty-four and not in education, employment, or training. So like you said earlier, neat. We don't like to label young people, but that's just the way that we can we can reach them. So if they're not in work, if they've been, you know, if they're not in college, if they've been kicked out of college and they're, they're sort of struggling to, to get into work or get into education, that's exactly what the programme is designed for. Now, obviously, uh, also, you know, uh, Dan was sharing with us about being able to interact, you know, with other young people and share and so on, as well as having the the one-to-one time. I guess the sharing, has that been more challenging or have you been able to do sort of like buzz groups using the the technology so that young person on young person can still happen? Yeah, that's a good question. It's... It's definitely been challenging, you know. I think it's been challenging for all of us moving to an online world of Zoom and, and everything like that. But what we've discovered is ways that we can still engage and create community for the young people online. And we do that by playing games. We do that by encouraging them to, to be in a WhatsApp group with each other. Um, and they build relationships with each other. A lot of young people naturally move towards online methods of communication anyway um with all the stuff that young people have access to it's, it's quite easy for them to access zoom and as long as they've got a phone or a, an, a pad or a laptop they can um, download zoom on and, and interact on on that basis then it, we found that the community's still there and we, we found that we can reach more young people by operating in this way than we've ever been able to reach before with, the, with our current program, we, we are based in Boscombe, so our, our base is there, but we reach the surrounding area of Weymouth, of Dorchester, um, of Poole, of Christchurch, so we can really re- reach and impact a, a whole area of Dorset with this program, and, and we've got young people on our current program from all over the place in, in Dorset, so we've found that we've been able to adapt and, and be a bit more creative and also still keep that sense of community, because often that sense of community is what keeps that young person there and that what keeps them when they see other young people going through similar situations and similar sort of challenges um, they realize they're not alone and I think that's what inspires them and motivates them and when you create that culture um, within that sort of small group that's 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 going to pioneer and and push them into everything that they want to do and that's our role as coaches really to create that environment to create that no, no, that real challenge space, or we can 
Sorry, I was going to say, in order to sign up for the program, I, I know I've got I've got the web address because they can they can simply drop an email to you, yes. hello at spearbournemouth dot org, yes. uh, which is probably the best way if they wanted just to make contact uh, with you. Um, but you have people can refer into the program, can't they? Uh, can can anybody refer into the program? Yeah, yeah. So you you can refer yourself. You can be referred as long as we've got um, permission to contact that young person under GDPR then anyone can, yeah, they can go online themselves, go onto Google and search Spear Bournemouth. That will really take them there quite easily. Yeah. Or email that hello at spearbournemouth.org, um, which will take you through to, straight to Jesse, and then we can get in contact with that young person. And, and you're, saying, you're saying, obviously, a high level of success, which is, which is very encouraging. What, what do you put that down to, Jack? I think it's, I think it's the heart and the, the vision of Resurgo and Spear. Um, I think seeing young people thrive is something that is possible and, and we can do it. You know, I think we see the value in every young person and we want to get that value out. And I think it's just a case of creating an environment and a culture where we can do that. Um, so I think it's just really inspiring them and, and pushing them towards all of their sort of goals and making them really achievable as well you know making them really there and, and practical and, and easy next steps so that's what we want for every young person in dorset um yeah and of course right at the heart of everything is faith that that, that you're working in partnership with with love church and and i know that the, mm-hmm. your, yourself and many of the workers uh, are folk who are, who are christian but of course you don't make that a condition for young people to join in, in, in terms of mm. you know uh, so it's basically open to anybody isn't it yeah open to everyone we don't we don't operate in a faith-based way on our coaching program so we are literally open to any young person that isn't in work or education we want to make it accessible for everyone um and it's, it's a non-requirement we're really open really transparent um we just want to see young people thriving uh, whoever they are wherever they are um so yeah, if there's anyone listening, any young person or family member that has young people that aren't in work or education, please get in contact with us. We'd love to support them, um, getting them back into work or education. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.